Hey guys, welcome to the shit show of my 20s. I'm so excited that you guys are here. My name's Sophia. I started this podcast in the beginning of April and I got furloughed at the end of March. And quite honestly, it was so hard for me to comprehend and deal with that. I was like, I have two choices right now. I can start the podcast that I've always wanted to start or I can let this really deter me and start emotional eating and just sit on the couch and do nothing. And I decided to go with the first choice. And I'm so glad that I did because I've got to meet so many inspiring people from all over the world. And I hope that you guys see yourselves in some of these stories because I've just been having so much fun. This has been lighting me up so much. And I'm really glad that I put myself out there and decided to start it. You know, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to start it. And I'm so glad that I just did that. And I know as an introvert, it's been pretty hard to like put myself out there, talk in front of a camera, talk to all these people I don't know. But I feel like this has been such a growing experience for me. And I feel like I need to share that with you guys because maybe there's something in your life that excites you but kind of scares you at the same time. And maybe it's time to step into that. Today's guest is Tina and so much from trying with her. This interview was actually not supposed to happen. So I had an interview scheduled and that person ended up not showing up and I was pretty bummed about it. Um, this is a person who's pretty popular in her space and I wasn't a fan of her like not showing up and being unresponsive, but it, I, it is what it is. Um, so I was kind of bummed. I was walking around the house and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to post on Facebook groups, see if anyone's wants to do an interview today because I had my hair done, I had my makeup on, and I was ready to go in front of the camera and do an interview. So I posted in a couple different Facebook groups and I got a ton of responses and I saw a response from Tina and I thought she would be an awesome fit for the podcast. So I'm so glad I got to chat with her and do this interview. We talk about the blocks that was holding her back from becoming a life coach. She, this is something she's always been drawn to, but she had a couple of blocks for, that were getting in her way. And we talk about hypnosis, NLP, how to set goals, and so much more. So let's get started. So thank you, Tina, so much for joining me. I'm really looking forward to hearing about your story. Tell me about what your journeys look like so far. Hi, Sophia. I'm so grateful that you have me and I'm so glad this worked out. So um, so a little bit about my background. So I am a trainer for NLP, hypnotherapy, life and success coach, EFT, and time techniques. Um, and I'm a coach as well in all of those items. And then um, I also have another business where I bring women together. And it's a networking, virtual networking event where we, yeah, meet every Wednesday and have a lot of fun. We meet into small groups of three and really get to know each other. So that's what I'm currently doing. <laughs> yeah. And how'd you get there? What type of career changes have you had so far? Um, so let's, so way back in the day, um, I was living in Chicago. I was dating this guy that I thought was so amazing. He was an investment banker. He had his MBA. He was super smart. And, you know, I was always jealous of people 
who knew what they wanted to do, who like knew from like age seven, hey, something happened and they knew that they wanted to be a doctor. Or I had a friend who wanted to be an opera singer and, um, you know, I never felt like I had those talents. Um, and then one day I came across this article about life coaching and I like instantly had a rush through my body. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I want to do. This is this is my thing because it fit me perfect. And this was way before life coaching was popular. This is like 15, 20 years ago, probably 15 years ago. And so it wasn't popular at all. And I ran up by my boyfriend. I'm super excited. I came home from work and I'm telling him like, oh my gosh, I know what I want to do. And he totally poo-pooed the whole idea. He just was like, eh, why don't you just, you know, become a social worker? Or I was like, I looked up and I was like, well, how much does this social worker make? Cause that was important to me. And cause I didn't think that they made a lot. And then when I looked it up, it was like not a lot at all. And so I wasn't going to go down that route, but then I totally felt like, Hey, being a life coach wasn't a good enough career choice. It wasn't an acceptable career choice. So I went and I tried, you know, I had started other businesses um, and just other jobs and just tried so hard to do something else. Um, but every time that I would start something else up, I would like lose interest in it. And just this life coaching kept on calling me. So, so I finally like became a life coach and I went to school for that. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a short story. And why did you decide to finally become a life coach? What was the turning point? For so you? I was working at a art gallery in Las Vegas and I, I knew that there was a better life, meaning I was working, I was like living paycheck to paycheck. I was drinking, you know, two bottles of, or bottles of two buck chuck. I was like, really, it was like eating crock pot meals, all the things that like you do just to survive and make ends meet. It was, and I was having a lot of fun, but I also in Vegas, you see all the riches, you see that there's more, to, like you can have more if you want it. And I wanted that, but I just didn't know. So one day I must've been complaining at work and one of a lady, she's like this dramatic Trinidadian woman. And she, she's like, Tina, come here, follow me. And I thought she was going to tell me like this awesome gossip or secret or something. <laughs> and she was just like, she drags me into the coat closet basically and turns around and shoves a pad of paper in my face. And she's like, here, write down one through 10, what it is that you want. And I'm just like, what? And I was like, I know you want me to write down like my goals. And she's like, no, write it down. And so I, I just took her seriously and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm just going to follow what she says and I'm going to do this. So I wrote down, I want $5,000 in my savings. I want a Louis Vuitton purse. And I mean, it actually took me two days to figure out what I wanted because I had never thought about it. I knew that I always wanted something better, but I didn't, I never like put it down on paper. I never knew exactly what that was. And I was like, you know what? And admitting it, I think that was the other thing, like just to admit like, yeah, I do want a husband. I do want kids. I do want a home, like a four bedroom home. I do want money in my savings. And so um, I do want a BMW convertible too, you know? 
<clears throat> excuse me. So I wrote down this list and I really didn't think about it too much. I, uh, excuse me. <clears throat> I, um, I put it aside, but then what would happen over the course of the next year, things would come up. Um, like my aunt called me out of the blue and she's just like, Hey, Tina. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Hi, Aunt Betty. And she's like, do you want to meet this guy? He's da 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 da. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, she's trying to hook me up. And I'm, you know, I'm like, no, like part of me was saying no way. It would be so much easier just to say no. And the other part of me was like, well, you said you wanted to get married. You said you wanted, you know, a family. If you don't say yes, you're going like, you're basically shutting it out, you know? Sorry, my kids are crying. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so anyway, so she was just like, and so I just had this like internal battle. I was like, just say no, just say yes, just say no. And so I was like, yes, that's fine. I will meet him. You know, I meet people every other day. So every day, so I can meet somebody. So, um, I said, yes, that I would meet him, but he never came, but it like long story short, he, we uh, did end up meeting and, and I have three kids with him. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so yeah, like, so, but those things, like once I actually wrote it down, it like made me think about like, well, you said you wanted this, so go for it. So admit it. So say yes. Same thing. Like when it came to, um, what I wanted for Christmas, I was like, I want a Louis Vuitton purse, but I say that so lightly, but that was a struggle for me because I felt like, oh my gosh, who am I to ask for a a $1,500 purse? You know, I've never, like, that's, you can reason that out all day long. You know, it's not rational. It's not reasonable. It's, it's exuberant. And to ask somebody for that is like, wow, you know, in my opinion, or for at that time it was so, so yeah. And then my car and all those things. So yeah. (laughs) So writing it down was really important. And when did you finally end up meeting your husband? Um, oh my gosh, that guy. So I, I think like <laughs> St. Patrick's day. So this my reasoning with this was, all right. I had by this time, like he Facebooked me and we never spoke on the phone at all, but I like stalked him on Facebook. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I couldn't marry this guy. I just knew. Um, but also there's that, that's my like romantic side. And then the rational side was like, yeah, but what if you don't like, what if you don't click? And so I was like, okay, what about St. Patrick's day? Why don't, it was almost a year later. I was like, how about St. Patrick's day? Why don't you come? Cause no matter what, I can have fun on St. Patrick's day with or without you. (laughs) And I just thought that it was an easy way to meet somebody without so much pressure. (laughs) So yeah, we met, but it took, I think, eight months or a year till we actually met. It was fun. And why did she set you guys up? Did she know that you guys would be a good match? She felt like it. So she actually lives right next door to his parents. And um, he was visiting his parents and he's like, hey, you know what? Why don't you, you're going to go through Vegas. Why don't you go and meet my my niece? And he's like, no. And then... um, then my cousin showed him a picture of me and he's like, well, maybe. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So that was sweet. (laughs) 
Why is it so important to write down your goals? Um, I think that you, a lot of people have an idea of what they want, but until they actually write them down, it's not clear. And if you want it to come to you, you need to be clear. It, in fact, it, so it says it, I guess in the Bible, I don't know exactly where, but it says that you need to be super clear about your goals because otherwise, you know, there's the whole attraction part of it. But if you're not clear, just on a basic, like if you're going to go buy a car and you don't know exactly what car and you're just going to go there and maybe you'll buy, you know, a $15,000 car, maybe you'll buy a $70,000 car. If you like, you don't know, you're just lost. Um, you might end up with a car, <laughs> but I mean, like, if you don't know what you want, if you're not clear about it, you're not going to write them down. It's just leaving it open. And so I think once you like solidify it by writing it down, it just, it helps you be clear. And then it helps the whole universe just to bring it to you so much easier. And how specific should you get when you're writing down your goals? Should you go like super specific or? So I think it depends on the type of goal that you have, right? So there's, so really what I did was I wrote down my list of things that I wanted. And I did try to make them as specific as possible. You know, just like I did write down a black BMW convertible. Like I, I wrote down, I had to like Google it when I wrote it down. Cause I was like, well, what model is that? Cause I really didn't know. Um, I, I wrote down a Louis Vuitton purse, but I didn't have the exact, you know, purse style. Um, but when it, so goals and what you want, I think are two different things. So that's kind of weird. Um, meaning goals, if you're going to write down your goal, yeah, I think you should be specific about what it is that you want, um, when you plan on getting it and how you are going to take the steps to get it. So if, does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, when mm -hmm. I wrote them down, when I wrote down my wants, it was just like, yeah, what do I want? Like fig figuring that out is, is one thing. I think a goal is something, um, I wasn't actively pursuing though, those wants though, if that makes sense. Like I wasn't like, okay, do I got $400 in my savings account? Do I have $600? You know, I wasn't adding that up. I wasn't doing anything consciously to make that happen. I just got clear on what I wanted with a goal. Yeah. If you're gonna, you know, Hey, I want, a hundred more people on my list. Um, what am I going to do? Right. You're asking yourself like, what am I going to do to make that happen? And you start opening up those possibilities. So yes, be clear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Clarity is clarity helps. And how often do you like set goals and reassess them? So you can set goal. I mean, like I think I find that setting micro goals really helps me. Um, meaning like, okay, this week, what do I want to want to, what do I want to make happen this week? How many people do I want to add to my list? What like, so that keeps me more motivated um, versus like a big, huge goal seems so far out there for me that it, it that it's like harder for me to, essentially work towards it. I don't know if that makes sense, but so that's my style. I think people have a different style. So I'm finding that like 
setting those micro goals on a weekly basis that I can like, okay, get that momentum going. I do have a big picture goal though, you know, like, okay, I want a thousand people um, to join my program. So I do have the big picture goal, but I like to set it into those micro goals. And I think, I think that when you hit it, what's great about that is like you hit it and you set another goal, right? Because I think a lot of people don't set goals because then they'll feel like, oh my gosh, well, I hit my goal and that's it. I can't set another goal. So they're a little nervous to set goals and actually get it down and commit to it. So, so yeah. Do you set goals, Sophia? Yeah, I do. Okay. How often yeah. do you set your goals? Not that often. <laughs> that's what I was asking. Yeah. Not that often. So yeah. If you're constantly working towards it, right? So if you're constantly working towards it, then it's fine because you're moving towards it. But if you're finding like, hey, I'm setting a goal, but I never get to it, then something has to change, right? Either your motivation has to change. And this is where the NLP comes in. It's like, what do you need to be more motivated to achieve it? Is it, is it really something that you really desire? And, um, and then, so what we do is, what we do in our training is we help you set your goal and then work backwards. So if you have a goal that like a big goal that, you know, you want to achieve it in a year, we help you like work it backwards. Meaning what do you need to have accomplished in nine months? What do you need to have accomplished in six months, in three months, and then breaking it down? Like, what do you need to do and accomplish today in this week, you know, so that you can actually start moving forward in it. So, yeah. Can you talk about what NLP is and how you got into yeah, it? Yes, sorry. Thank you. Um, so NLP mm-hmm. is neuro-linguistic programming, which is a long word for essentially the communication, um, the study of success or the communication between your brain and your body. And um, let's see here. So actually when my parents were 13, they divorced and my dad um, me and my dad and my brother, we all moved up to Wisconsin and my dad worked like an hour and a half away. And so he handed me a set of Jack Canfield tapes. Do you know who that is? Yeah. He's a personal development um, guy, like one of the first and, or in this time, right. (laughs) And he, and I would listen to it all the time. And he, um, and that started my love for, self-development that like got me on this whole track. And so I realized though, I went to life coach, like school to become a life coach. And then it wasn't until maybe five years later or so that I actually learned NLP. I felt like something was missing. I felt like there, I needed to know a little, a lot more about my subconscious mind and that NLP was the answer because I knew that that was what Tony Robbins studied. And, you know, it's, scattered throughout every book about the power of your subconscious mind. So I'm like, okay, I need to know how this works. And so I felt like, um, that was the key. And I'm so glad I did because hypnosis and NLP, it's just so powerful and so empowering. And I think everybody should know this because it really is the key to unlocking like that inner, like, part of you that stops everything, you know, that fear, like um, getting past the fear, getting past the beliefs that you have that are keeping you stuck, keeping you playing small. And um, when you utilize NLP and you utilize hypnosis and essentially 
truly utilize, like learn to utilize your brain so that it works for you so you can accomplish your goals. It's so incredible. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and did you use, did you learn NLP time techniques and hypnosis all at the same time? Yeah. So we teach, um, I did, and we teach that all together. So we teach, um, neuro-linguistic programming, you become a clinical hypnotherapist, EFT, which is emotional freedom technique, which is also known as tapping, um, hypnosis, time techniques, and life and success coach. So there's five things, five things. Um, Yeah, all of them, because you know what? At first, actually, it's so funny because I really wanted to learn NLP, but when I got... um, when I got to class, I told my trainer, I was like, well, I don't really want to know hypnosis because my first experience was with hypnosis was when I was like 16 or 15 or 16 at school at a stage hypnotherapy, you know, a stage hypnosis show. And I was like, I just remember this one of my friend's parents getting on stage and she started talking about her hemorrhoids and everybody laughing. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that is so embarrassing. I was like, Oh my gosh, I never want to be controlled or, you know, manipulated to do these things where I would totally embarrass myself. (laughs) And I'm like, uh, so, so this was like not too long ago where I was like, okay, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to learn hypnosis. And he's like, um, keep an open mind. I was like, okay. So then once I learned it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the key. This is the key to it. You know, you talk straight to your subconscious mind and you're able to just like reprogram it to think and believe the way that you really want to believe, you know, because have you ever experienced that where it's like, okay, I know I should be doing this or I know I want this, but something keeps you holding back. And even if you consciously know what it is, you still don't do it. You still can't get past it, but you can, if you use hypnosis, it's, it's so magical. Have you ever used hypnosis? No, I haven't. (laughs) (laughs) When's a good time to use it? When's a good time to use hypnosis? Yeah. All the time. (laughs) So for example, I'm serious. I used to have like, I used to struggle with creating content, right? And it's like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do it. Why don't I want to do it? And I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll just make a hypnosis for it. So I create a hypnosis um, for track for it essentially. And I listened to it and it's like, it goes into effect right away. I'm serious. And so it's like, okay, Hey, I need to write something. Okay. Let me just type it up. And it was like, no big deal. Like that barrier that was like, no, you don't No, you don't want to, you know, it's so unconscious doing it, you know, that so unconscious, the, the resistance that you really do need to use hypnosis. Um, another thing that I used NLP and hypnosis for is speaking like coming on a podcast two years ago that it would have terrified me. There's no way I would have just answered you and just like, Oh yeah. Hey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, so, so being able to do Facebook lives, be, you know, speaking in front of people and even my, the networking events, that's something that I would have never done like uh, mm-hmm. until 
yeah, hypnosis and NLP, like it really does change. You work on it. You change your belief about what it is that you can do, what your fears are, you know? And so, um, but hypnosis you can use for almost anything. Wow. Yeah. And how many sessions did it take for you to get over um, public speaking? Oh, so, so because I was working on myself, you know, um, I don't have like a clear thing. I think it's a combination of, of retraining your brain a little bit and then doing it. And so, um, I would say four, but it wasn't back to back, right? It wasn't like a four back to back. It was like for me to get like now where I feel super comfortable being in front of people or talking on a podcast. Um, I don't, I don't have a specific example or a specific number, but, um, but yeah, it's like the more you do it, that's enough. I think it's just more so that big hurdle, right? That big hurdle. That's like, uh, pressing the live button. I know a lot of people are so scared to just press that live button. Actually, two years ago, I was so scared to press the, the live button that I came up with like Facebook live hacks on how you don't have to press the live, you know, like how you don't have to actually show up. Cause for me, my biggest fear was like, who's going to come on, who's going to comment, who's going to, and it's going to trip me up, you know, like it would. And so now I've, I, I'm not as intimidated or distracted if somebody like actually comments. So it's funny. I laugh at myself now. <laughs> do you do Facebook lives? I do not. No. See, I can do videos, but actually having a conversation, that's another thing. Like I used to be so nervous about tripping up over my words or the way that I would look. Like if I speak out of the side of my mouth, all these things, you know, and super critical. So yeah. And then you realize your message is more important. Your message is more important. Is hypnosis, is it a thing that you continuously do like every week or like how often do you do sessions? No, you don't have to do it every week. Um, so, so hypnosis is like a you kind you go into this this different relaxation mode throughout the day, right? So even when you're watching TV and you're kind of zoned out, or you're in hypnosis, essentially, um, it's it's also meditation. It's like it can be easily compared to meditation, but with a guided um, guided visualization, if that helps you know, so, so it's just a relaxation state. Like you'll still know what's going on around you. It's just, it's breaking into that subconscious mind. Um, so, but as far as like, okay, how long will it take to see a change? So it speaks to your subconscious mind, but like smoking, let's say, so you can go, if somebody smokes, I don't know who does that anymore, but I'm just kidding. But if somebody is a smoker and they want to quit, you'll, I can make it easier for them to not have that desire to want to smoke or pick up a cigarette. But if you really, really want to smoke and you're like, well, let's, you know, let me 
pick up a cigarette and light it and see if I smoke. There's like no magical like force that's going to be like, you know, holding the cigarette against away from your mouth. Like you still have control and choice over what it is that you do. So if, as far as like the Facebook lives, I did some hypnosis to get over that. But if I still chose not to press the button or not to, you know, go onto podcasts, I still have that choice. Does that make sense? It just makes it easier to maybe not be so hung up on, on the things that are stopping you. That makes sense. And can you talk about tapping and what it is and what benefits you experience from it? Oh, I love tapping. Okay. So this is another (laughs) one that I thought like, oh, it's just kind of um, foo-foo, you know, like I just didn't really get it until I actually got trained in it. So tapping stands for emotional freedom technique and it's tapping on the meridian point. So there's, um, there's the karate chop point, there's the crown of the head, there's the inner eyebrow. So there's the under the eye, the side of the eye, under the nose, under the lips, and then like right by the collarbone and under the arm. And these are the meridian points that, so you could possibly have one, one point that is super effective but it just makes sense to like hit them all and, and release energy that's kind of stuck. So it's really good. If you are like, have a money mindset block, you can use it for unblocking like your beliefs. If you are feeling sad, if you're feeling worried, if you, um, just any kind of stuck energy that, or that you don't want to be in, if you're feeling like a fear of, even going, you know, speaking, you could do this, you could do that. So what you essentially do is you break, you break that energy in your body and you start off with a karate chop point and you say, um, even though I'm scared to speak in public, I still love and appreciate myself. And then you would do that continuously through all of the points. And then switch it around then you like once you get through that you kind of like break that like it's I'd like to say like break that connection and then you insert a new belief new energy into your body and so you'll say um then you would start tapping and just say okay even even though I am scared to be on a podcast. I still love and completely accept myself. Once you do that then you would go into you know what I talk to people all day long and I enjoy talking to people. It's so much fun. This is just like that. Like you would just tap through it and just basically tap in this new positive energy into your body. And it works. Mm. It's, it's free, you know, like you don't need any fancy equipment, but your two fingers <laughs> and um, it works like immediately when you go through it. So that's like the condensed version of it. And um, it's super powerful. Have you ever tried tapping? I have not. <laughs> Another yeah. thing I need to try. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a lot about yeah. it. I just need to try because it. I think, you know, one of the things that probably stop people is like, well, what can I use it for? But if you do a quick Google search, like tapping can use for be used for post-traumatic uh, stress disorder. It can be used for headaches. It can be used. I mean, like really the the list is 
is amazing, but there's um, a book called Tapping Into Wealth. And she just goes through all of like money blocks if people are feeling that, you know, and it's like, it's really incredible. There's so many things that you can, you can tap on, tap on it. So we say tap on it, tap on it. <laughs> any fears you want to get over, it's incredible. Yeah, you can do it. And can you go into your networking group and why you decided to create that? Oh, sure. Um, so Women Biz Mix is the networking group. And what happened was one of my friends was, was trying, she's a great networker, like everywhere she goes, she's networking. And she told me, she recommended that I start networking and going to complimentary um, businesses and just chatting with them. But I really didn't see where I live. Like I didn't see that as a real possibility. And so I was and I was like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. And then I thought about it for a while and I was like, oh my gosh, you know what? Like most of my business has come from a referral, has come from somebody that I know. And so I need to get on this, you know, I need to start networking. And so um, right about that time was Corona hit. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to make it my way, like the way that I would want it, the way that I would feel comfortable because even though I do come on Facebook lives and I do all of these things in podcasts, I still, I, I, I feel like I'm an, I am an introvert. Actually. I know that I am an introvert, even though I can do these things that are extroverted. Um, I am definitely an introvert. And so I was like, how would I want to go into network meeting? Cause I think a lot of people think of networking and it's like, Oh my gosh, you're either there's too much pressure being shoved on like a one-to-one -one conversation or or you're like in front of, you know, 10 other people. And I was like, I don't want that. That's not fun. And you don't really feel like you get to know people. So I created, created it to where you're in a group of three people. You can chat for 15 minutes. You have enough time to actually feel like you get to know the person and, and, you know, get help. And, and then after 15 minutes, we switch you up. You meet two more new people and we do that again. And so it's, it's so much fun. Um, so yeah, I created it basically out of my own, uh, necessity, <laughs> even though actually I don't get, the funny thing is, is during the events, I actually don't get that much time to network because there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff, but, <laughs> but yeah, so it, but it's fun. The women who are in it love it. And there's so many like amazing connections that are already being made. Um, it's, it's way better than I thought. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's really. And do you do it over zoom? Or? Yep, we use zoom. We use the breakout rooms in zoom and, uh, and it works out really good. Yeah. So wow. it's, it's, I love it. I, I think that it's a great way to really connect with people. And then what happens is once you leave, you feel like, Oh my gosh, I just met like six new, you know, I have six new friends or I have eight new friends. And what happens after effect of that is if you go in with, with the thought that like, Hey, let me see what I can give to the women that I meet today. And you're not like there for, Oh my gosh, I need to hire a client. <laughs> you know, if you go in with more of a giving attitude, you are going to reap the uh, rewards basically because 
what's going to happen is you're going to make a post on Facebook or Instagram and these ladies are going to start commenting on your stuff because they know that it helps and it's going to work vice versa. And then when they know somebody who needs, you know, a copywriter or a VA, they're going to start recommending you. And so that's like the, the, what's the, the ripple effect of coming to just one meeting. But if you're able to stay and build these relationships long-term and like really sink into people's minds, what it is that you do and how you help them and build these relationships, it just like multiplies. So it's, it's incredible. And what's something that you're obsessed with right now? This women business. <laughs> okay. Always coffee. Um, del- I'm, so I'm a foodie too. Madeline's, mm-hmm. you know, those little pastry Madeline's from Costco. There's a good kind and there's a not so good one. Um, let's see. And my kids. So I have, (laughs) I have three boys. Um, I have a four and a half year old Hank, and then I have a twins, twin boys, Vinny and Luke, and they're two. So they're my obsession too. (laughs) And what were your twenties like? Lost. <laughs> I feel like they. Were, I was lost in my twenties. Oh, but fun. I, I was a flight attendant. I became a flight attendant. I was in L. I was in LA for a while, but I think also appreciating it more. I think if I were to go back, I would have appreciated it more, and um, knowing what I know now, I would have. I think, you know, I was always trying to do my own thing, even though I had like girlfriends around me and they were all trying to do their own thing. I think what I would do now is bring them all together. And it's like, okay, let's do this instead of trying to do it or feeling like I had to do it all by myself. Because I think I was just like my other, my friends as well. We all felt like we had to do it all by ourselves. And so we're all like going in the same direction, but in, you know, all separately. And it's like, we could have just done so much more together. So yeah, I think that's what I would have changed. And what advice would you give your 20 year old self? Uh, Don't doubt yourself, believe in yourself. Like I think, Oh, believe in yourself and value. I think even more value yourself, like believe in your ideas and really like appreciate your worth if that makes sense like i think that like i didn't i never felt like i had a real problem with insecurity or you know like even uh worthiness i felt pretty good about that but i i think it's just next level when you realize like okay everything's okay now (laughs) like um really it's all in your mind your mind is the builder right so whatever it is that you want you can create just start with your mind just start with your imagination and if you want to be more confident if you want to have more riches just start creating that vision in your mind right now that's really that's what i would do that's what i would tell myself like really take the time to stop, write down what you want, create that vision in your mind and just keep like, keep that vision top of mind. 
So that's super powerful. And what's something you're currently learning right now? Um, how to manage a group. Like, I feel like I, uh, bringing these multitasking when I'm, so during these events, it's a multitask thing that I get to entertain the women as well as like separating them into the right groups so they don't get, they don't like hopefully go into the same group. Um, so I'm learning to do that. That is a thing. Um, let's see here. And really turning that into um, a bigger, like I have a bigger vision for it where I want it. Not only do I want them to connect and grow, but then I also want to give them a lot of value. So I, I'm going to start, they don't know this yet, but I'm going to start giving them hypnosis as like an extra bonus that will feed their business. So like a total like boss babe hypnosis over the course of the months. So that's, yeah, it's that helped. What else am I learning? Um, I was reading building, building uh, your brand story by Donald Miller. That's his book recently. <laughs> awesome. Now, are there any questions that you wish I would have asked you? Boy, I feel like I've been talking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, not, no, I think you, you did an awesome job. <laughs> asking me a awesome. So thank you so much for doing this. Where can people connect with you? Thank you. So uh, womenbizmix.com or if you want to email hello at womenbizmix.com. And then my Facebook and Instagram is, or actually, yeah, my Facebook and Instagram is at Hey Tina Maria. Um, and then the Neuro Revolution, which is the NLP training. If you're interested in becoming trained in all of those five modalities, uh, NLP, hypnosis, EFT, uh, life coaching, and time techniques, um, that's at neuro-revolution, or you can just send me. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love if you can leave me a review on iTunes. Please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.